Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Last year, TV writer Lena Waithe made history by becoming the first African-American woman to win a comedy writing Emmy. And on today's episode of TV Pilot Reviews, we're reviewing her brand new Showtime show, The Shy. So don't move a muscle. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. <laughs> you love this. I love Chance. <laughs> we back. We back. Oh, man, I want to listen for just 10 seconds. Because the music on this show is so good. I got to say, we're going to get into it, but I kind of thought everything about this show was really good. Yes. Really good stuff. Um, but for those of you guys tuning in for the first time, my name is Jeff Graham, and this is a show called TV Pilot Reviews, where we review Hollywood's hottest pilots. Um, just so we're clear, this isn't necessarily an after show, right? Because every week we're reviewing a new show. Educate them. Uh, be- being a recently re- released pilot, and interestingly, um, this pilot hasn't officially aired. I think it officially airs this Sunday, but it's currently available for free on YouTube. Um, so, as I mentioned at the top, guys, we're reviewing Lena Waite's brand new Showtime show called The Shy. It's kind of a um, coming of age drama about um, black men and women in Chicago. Yeah, and I liked it a lot. That being, but before we talk about our opinions about the show. I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves. D'Angelo, it's good to see you, buddy. Yo, I miss you guys. Happy I miss New you guys Year. too. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Um, I'm D'Angelo. You can be on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Linda? I'm Linda. Hi, Linda Antwi. I am on social media as Linda So Girly <laughs> all across social media. And we don't have a Sam Davidson, unfortunately. Okay. Sam, we miss you. Uh, she's but still recovering from New Year's. That's she's recovering from New Year's, exactly. <laughs> um, well, brand new year, brand new show. Yes. Um, Lena Waits show The Shy. Uh, Linda, let's start with you. What did you think of this show? Loved it. Yeah? Like, loved it. Wasn't prepared mm. emotionally for it, mm. but loved it. Loved the pilot. I'm in... 150%. Uh, play for both. Play, play. Double play. Yeah. Triple play. Yeah, quadruple play. Yeah, I really liked it too. And I'm a fan of hers too, so that probably is part of it. Yeah. You know what though? If It's funny because I'm a fan of hers too, so I wanted it to succeed on her behalf, but I think this show totally stands on its own. You know what? It could have been created by anyone and I think I would, really would have liked it. Mm. Huh. Do you think so? Or? Do you think I so? don't know. I mean... I, would, let's, I mean, I don't know. That's that's a, that's a difficult question because it's it's the idea is kind of ambitious. I think it's because yeah. you have so many when you when you're doing like a neighborhood, you go up in the hood, like you know that there's a lot of dynamics in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a pilot, especially in just a pilot, to be able to con- like portray all of that in 57 minutes was pretty impressive. Well, I don't I know will, if everybody and, can do that. And I read, and this is just me regurgitating what I read online because I, I loved it so much that I researched a lot about it online, and she was basically birthing a show since 2015 mm-hmm. oh, wow. and I feel like that this is her her unique voice for sure so I don't know if anyone else created it, it would be the same I hear what you mean I think more what I meant was 
Obviously, I don't think the show would exist without her voice, yeah. but I don't... Sometimes I'll watch shows knowing, like, oh, this is a Tina Fey show. I'm going to love it. Mm. it. I more mean, like... So David Simon, is who's a white guy, created The Wire, but yeah. the show kind of still stands It has on a end. familiar tone to it. Yeah. I get you. It well, I, I think more just, like, I was, I was so glad the show was as good as it was, because yeah. I love Lena Waithe, but, mm-hmm. like, you don't need her name for the show to work. Like, I feel like it totally gotcha. stands on its own. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, I loved it. I couldn't believe for a pilot how tonally assured it was. Like, it knew exactly what it was. And yeah, also how emotionally moved I was. Mm -hmm. I found myself very taken aback two Mm -hmm. or three times by the very um, just emotionally powerful scenes around family. Mm -hmm. I think because it was not something I expected. Um, So let's go ahead and talk about the development of the show. Oh, so I'm also a play. So... What, what we say when we say pass or play is, would we pass or play as an individual member of this panel, and would we recommend that audiences pass or play? Mm. I think, even though it's a show about a very specific community, it's a show that a lot of people are going to really like. Absolutely. And, and relate to, because <laughs> just like you said, like the family part of it, the goals part of it, life part of it, or and like the grind to get ahead, yeah. but getting stuck in the day-to-day, all of it. We all of it. Relate. Um, yeah, I, and I really think that the show, and we'll talk about it more specifically, but really, really made it a goal for us to fall in love with these characters. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was character first, sort of world building second, mm-hmm. so as to bring any single audience member in. Hmm. Agreed. Um, so let's talk a bit about the development of this show. And while I'm doing this, Brie, I did send a clip perfect. It's pulled up. Um, so this is a Showtime show. It's interesting. This was actually, Showtime ordered a pilot to be filmed two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but the original pilot, the network passed on, but said, we really like it. You just need to do it again. Yeah. Like they had notes. Yeah. So it was actually, Lena, Lena Waithe wrote this pilot on spec, which for those of you guys who don't know, means she wrote this pilot without being given a development deal or anything. She just yeah. really wanted to write it on her own in hopes of selling it. Showtime liked it. They filmed an original pilot and it went okay. Then they brought in sort, sort of some more people to build up the show and kind of restructure it, even though she still does have soul writing credit on this pilot but they brought in um the writer of dope um who is rick Rick. famuyima and he directed as well right he directed the pilot and he's an ep on the show have you guys seen the movie dope Mm -hmm. i love that movie good movie um i think bringing him on to direct was really smart um and then they also brought in um jason mitchell who plays kind of the lead guy in this show um so then i think after that, they reshot the pilot in its current version, and I think it was probably good that they gave it a second go-around because this was a very polished Absolutely. Um, show. So as I mentioned, Lena Waithe is the creator of this show. For those of you guys who watch Master of None, she Love. plays Denise. Um, she won an Emmy this year, as I mentioned, the top four co-writing Thanksgiving with Aziz Ansari. I have the speech that she gave from the Emmys, and I want to play it because I feel like it gives a really clear picture of who Lena Waithe is. So we're going to play it right now. Right. I think. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Let me reclaim my time. Give me a second. Um, I got to thank God or else I wouldn't be standing here. I want to thank my mother for inspiring this story and allowing me to share it with the world. I love you, Ma. Um, Thank you, Aziz, for pushing me to co-write this, bro. Now we're standing here. I love you forever. Thank you and Alan for creating a show like Master of None where we can tell stories like this. Thank you, Netflix and Universal, for creating a beautiful playground for us to play on and shine. Ted and Cindy, we love you. Um, Melina, you are magic. 
Angela, you are a legend. Kim, you are a force. Uh, thanks for making this episode so special. To my girlfriend, I love you more than life itself. Alana, to my team, my chosen family, I love y'all. And last but certainly not least, my LGBTQTIA family. I see each and every one of you. The things that make us different, those are our superpowers. Every day when you walk out the door, put on your imaginary cape and go out there and conquer the world because the world would not be as beautiful as it is if we weren't in it. And for everybody out there that showed us so much love for this episode, thank you for embracing a little Indian boy from South Carolina and a little queer black girl from the south side of Chicago. We, we appreciate it more than you could ever know. Thank you, Academy, for this. Man, dope, loved it's it. a dope speech, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to kind of not get emotionally yeah, moved right, that. Yeah. And I feel like it just kind of captures the spirit of the show, too. Just, Absolutely. like, so empathetic. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how I feel like Lena Waithe talks in such a casual way. But it's like she's spitting poetry. Just yeah. In, Powerful. Like, yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it. it was yeah, yeah. I, I think she's, like, kind of quietly a genius a yeah. little bit who's working right now. So I'm glad that she's been given this platform, especially because all of us like the show as much as we did. Um, typically at this point, we'll kind of talk about the cast and some of these performances. Mm-hmm. We have Jason Mitchell playing Brandon. Um, he was, of course, in both Straight Outta Compton and also Detroit yeah. recently. Yep. Um, this is an interesting name that I should have practiced before I got on air. Um, who's playing Ron? Do you have the cast list? Well, I have some of them. So who Do you have Ronnie? About? Ronnie is Give it a Natar- shot. Natari Moine. Let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me read it. Wine. Yeah. That's, that's, that would be my guess, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds very Nigerian. So he's the drifter. Kill. Mm-hmm. Drifter. Which. <laughs> I want to say so much more. Which. Uh, I read that Lena based off of her uncle. Yeah. Like a real, real character. Damn. Wow. Um, Jacob Lattimore is Emmett, who I think is giving us a really nice performance. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, Tiffany Boone. Mm-hmm. I also this um, Armando Riesco, who's playing Detective. Detective. Cr- uh, sorry, she's playing Jerica. Yeah, I really like her. Um, I'm excited to talk she's about that performance. Mm-hmm. She's the yeah the wife of mm-hmm. the chef mm-hmm. character, um, and of course Jacqueline Gilroy playing Kugi, um, <sighs> which we'll talk about in a little bit. We yeah, want to yeah, stay no spoiler spoilers, free, no but. Um, just so you guys know, the more we go, the more spoilers we have. So if you want to go into this show blind, per our recommendation, you might want to turn the did show we, off. Yes. Did we talk about Alex? I don't think we did yet. I Alex have... Herbert, he, who's the little kid, because oh. he's important too. Yeah. Because not only was he great in the show, but yeah. he, of course, caught his break on Moonlight. Yeah. Um, he's playing little... Kevin. Kevin, thank you. Really good performance from him. I think all these performances are pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and if we're talking about the actual performances on the show... How did you guys feel about the cast overall? Uh, I think it was casted really well. It's just believable. Mm-hmm. I remember I loved because um, the little kids were cursing a lot, and mm-hmm. I, was, I remember being like that, and just I had the worst mouth in the world. So <laughs> I just I love how it was kind of realistic and just like the worldview, just kind of growing up in like a tough neighborhood like that too. I like that they had so many different dynamics because mm-hmm. sometimes those settings are really simplified. And I think her being from Chicago like allowed for that to happen. But I think there's a familiar familiarity with just the life experiences, no matter what inner city you might have grown up in, if you grew up in a hood. So I think it's a important voice more than yeah. anything. And I think everyone kind of... I, I didn't see anyone where I was like, oh, I don't believe you. Yes. Yeah, so... I loved it. Um, what I liked, and this is just me personally, is that a lot of the characters I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was I was able to pay attention to the storyline. Because sometimes, just like even with the last, with Happy, mm-hmm. I'm so enthralled with the character because I've, I've, I've followed the actor everywhere they've gone mm-hmm. that I'm not really paying attention to the story. For sure. So for this one, 
I, I enjoyed all of them building their characters in my mind so that I could just really pay attention to the story. And I noticed it as soon as the mom from The Wire. I was like, oh, that's the mom from The Wire. And it, and it, it shut off. And then I was like, wait, let me pay attention to the story. So, yeah. It can I think be a cast- real, yeah, it can be a real gift to be watching actors you don't know yeah. because it allows you to disappear into the story much more quickly. Absolutely. And it allows the characters to really disappear into who they're playing, playing I think. And they exactly. get their opportunities too. Like, it's just, yeah. they take, all these people getting their opportunities on Showtime. That's a big deal. It's really yeah. cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, for those who haven't seen the show, I guess we should talk a little bit about what it was about. Oh, I see we have someone Shout in the chat, Bryce, Bryce Blackwell. Blackwell. I'm glad you liked it. He says the shy is epic. I totally agree. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, the show is really just a very intimate portrait of kind of four loosely connected families mm-hmm. that are tied together by a surprise event in their town. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you find out early enough in the episode there's been a murder. Um, to a character who's seemingly unconnected to the world of our central characters, but throughout the show we find out that he might be more closely tied to the experience of our cast than we had initially seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, even though that's the grand pitch... The show is much more about the interior lives of these characters. It's a very, it's very interested in the intimate experience of what it's like to grow up in inner city Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you guys. I thought these performances were these performances were incredibly authentic. Um, that was partly, I'm sure, the direction. Of course, also Lena's writing, but these just felt like people. These people would talk the way they're actually talking. Yeah, and that's so rare on television that you actually like believe people. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, pretty blown away by all these performances. From the young, because for those who haven't seen it, there are characters as young as middle school and characters as old as kind of these drifters in their 60s. And yeah. I think yeah. all of them uniformly gave really good performances. Um, so aside from the performances, how did you guys feel about the characters that Lena Dun- or <laughs> Lena Dunham, Lena Waithe gave us on screen? Um, I mean, I guess I like the characters. I, I, I'm trying to think of if there's someone that I kind of was moved by more than others. I think I really enjoyed seeing the guy out of Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. like play his role. Um, kind of like he represents that. Trying to he, obviously, he grew up in the south on the south side, and so like just kind of trying to break through, mm-hmm. and how some things are kind of pulling on him, like his mother, and you know, um, just trying to make it career wise, and now his brother. Oh, well, can I spoil now? No? <laughs> yeah, I think at this point we'll start to get into some okay. more specific spoilers. So. I was like, I stopped myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, his brother, his brother passing away. Like, I think all of those things. I, I can really relate to that character, so I probably liked it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the family dynamic and all that type of stuff. So, um, I think he might have been asked to do the most from mm-hmm. a from a. Trying to think of all the other characters, but just like from a character dynamic for just a pilot, I feel like he was called upon the most, and I feel like he might have been the most experienced or like at yeah. least the f- most familiar. So it was kind of cool to see him kind of expand his role in that way. For sure. Um, so being from Canada, <laughs> this it. How can I explain this? Okay, so I think this was very Chicago based, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that all the characters like you said, really played who they were. However, I think that the issues that we all deal with growing up are universal. Mm-hmm. So even though the language was different, even though the background was different and the people were different, the things that they dealt with um, were all relatable and I related to all of them. Yeah. So like growing up and being like the responsible one who mm-hmm. was like the negotiator for the family and then the bad one and the young one and this and that, you you see the storyline here and we can all relate to it. And I think that's what's really special about mm-hmm. this show specifically is that 
we it's life. It's yeah. life and we all know all of these characters in some way or form. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point, I think. Um just that that that's what allowed this show to be successful is that people who may be more familiar with that background can relate to it, but also it's just a familiar aspect of trying to overcome challenges in life that right. I feel like everyone can get along with. So it's yeah. a very good point. The thing that I really liked about these characters was that they weren't portrayed as all bad or all good. Yes. Um, I think a lot of times when you see, especially inner city portrayals, they're either like the perfect savior character who's going to rescue the neighborhood or they're just like straight thug. Yeah. And none of these characters were either. Like yeah. I think I think of the chef character who, of course, let his brother go yeah. and maybe does share some of the onus of what happened. I think especially of Jacob Lattimore's character, what is his name? Emmett. Emmett. Emmett, yeah. So he is a likable teen, but he's... Also a baby daddy, and like does Times, he not like four, three yeah, or yeah. three, I third, think. his yeah. third one. Yeah. And like I love how he was directed and given dialogue that made him this likable guy, but he's also not accepting the responsibilities of fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. And like all of these characters, I think had shades of things we can critique them for, mm-hmm. but also a really deep likability. And I yeah. think that's partly the casting, but partly Lena Waithe's writing. I want to quickly read a quote from her um, related to this. Um, She was doing an interview in the Chicago Tribune, and they asked her, what is the show? And she said, you know, the show is about what it means to be black and human and trying to survive on the south side of Chicago. Being a black person in America is exhausting, and I think we still live in a world where I don't know if we're seen as fully-fledged human beings. I think people still have ideas of who we are, so that's where the show came from. It's protest art, because everything I do is protest art. I don't want to stand in a soapbox, but showing black people as human is a form of protest. That was kind of my question. Um, and I answers it. I was like, what's the vision of the show? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, it's going to be entertaining as drama, but like, what was her goal with with this show? And like, mm-hmm. why? Because I take her as someone who, she's an artist right. in that way. So I, I think that's really, I think, one, obviously, like, that's really dope, but um, I think that's important in, in a show like this when you think about like those type of like neighborhoods. Like, especially when you think of Chicago, when I hear people referring to Chicago, they almost speak to it, of it like it's a jungle. Like, it's not like, humane mm-hmm. almost in a sense or any inner city mm-hmm. right and most people are going to feel that way if they didn't grow up in the, in a neighborhood like that so i like that you know there's going to be that aspect of hey you know this is like a reality like somebody got killed like that's just a norm right. but also the these these characters are going through a journey and they're trying to figure out everything you know what i mean and i think yeah. again that goes back to like more than just like a race thing like right. everybody can relate it's very three-dimensional yeah. and um i read online something that she said about gun violence and how she wanted to draw more attention to gun violence and specifically in Chicago and how she wanted it to not be like, oh, there was another shooting in Chicago and you become numb to it, but rather, hey, you know what? There was another shooting and this kid's name was X and you know what? He liked to eat X for breakfast. Like She wants you to Mm -hmm. know that this is something that's happening on a regular basis, but we need to know that these people are human mm-hmm. and that we're all human. We can all relate. And so I thought that was really important as well. It kind of felt radical. Like right from the start, watching inner city characters eat breakfast and talk about going to school. I just think like the quote of showing black people as human is a form of protest is such a challenging and powerful quote yeah. and does show us how far we still have to go, yeah. I think, with portrayals of minorities in media. And so, like, I think just by showing us three-dimensional black characters on this show, I was in right away because I was like, oh, man, 
the show is good, mm-hmm. fortunately, but even if the show wasn't as good as it was, the fact that it's committed to showing us round versions mm-hmm. of inner city characters felt radical right from the start. Yep. That's a really powerful quote because just that statement in itself will probably challenge a lot of people because mm-hmm. I don't think people would openly admit that they don't think of you know an African American or even a person of any minority uh, of any race as just like you know not fully human, but like. A lot of times people get their perception of a type of person based on TV. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the type of people you see on TV, TV is almost pretty much based on stereotypes. Like it just plays stereotypes up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. And we're in that wave of shows now where shows are really big on character dynamic. Yes. Even like Atlanta. Insecure. All, and Insecure. We always talk about these shows. And uh, the these shows, like Atlanta isn't about the inner city, but it's coming from a completely different angle. So like I think there's so many... Based on your worldview, there's just so many different ways that inner cities or any city like works. And I think it's really cool to see another voice in that um, direction. I think part of it, too, is like I'm sure Lena Dunham. I keep doing this. (laughs) They're both show creators. Lena Waithe occupies a very interesting space as like a God fearing black lesbian Mm -hmm. from the inner city who's a powerful TV writer. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, she's going to make an interesting show. Like, it's like like mandatory almost. (laughs) The quote that she said that I love was she was like, even white people are getting tired of shows about white people. (laughs) It's just like, it is true. No matter how you feel. Whether or not you consider it like, you know, a social justice warrior thing, these shows are just interesting to watch because we haven't seen them. Exactly. So, like, it is, I, that in itself made me very excited. And then I was so glad when the show was as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we always talk about is like the stakes of the show. And obviously, this show has very high stakes because of the city it's living in. Mm-hmm. But the show wasn't necessarily about those stakes, which I think I really liked. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that? A little bit? A little bit. I think, like, what was interesting to me was I couldn't help but think, like, on a procedural show, like, the crime would be the thing. Yeah. And the characters would all be only talking about the crime. Yeah. Whereas on this show, the characters are the thing first, but then they're dealing with the crime crime. second. Yeah. That's good. I thought that was, like, a really... That's the difference between, like, to me, like, a network show and, like, a a premium cable show. Yeah. That's good. And bringing that up... um, I was reading that she actually wanted Showtime. That was her first pick. And it was her first pick because of how they did the affair and how they wrote and directed the affair. So she wanted this show for that show. So I thought it was interesting that it landed where it did. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Showtime is a good... I mean, there's a couple of networks I could think that could handle or it would make sense for them to be on there. And Showtime will be on the list. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously... The writing demanded a premium cable outlet because sure. it does have middle schoolers swearing, like you <laughs> mentioned. What did you guys think of like the writing? Because obviously, this is where Lena Waithe's voice comes in. When I think of writing, I always think of pacing. How's it paced, and um, how is it different? How is it challenging? And I think, I think that's probably <clears throat> the most powerful th- thing of the show. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the best thing about the show, and it, good writing allows you to believe that any actor can can do what is called by the character just mm. because it's so simplified for them and I believe that I definitely we, like we've said these are we don't know most of these actors and they all delivered so I absolutely. think good writing made it a lot easier for them to be able to do that absolutely yeah. and and not knowing um, necessarily the background of Chicago besides like the the gun violence and in inner city to watch these characters show almost like a peak of their life mm-hmm. was really believable so 
it's the writing because mm-hmm. we don't like you said we don't know who the, most of these actors are but I believed each and every one of them mm-hmm. so well I, I wanted to add one thing I hope they do though is obviously that's a good point like when you think Chicago a lot of times you think like gun violence and all that type of stuff I'm hoping that you know, because she's from Chicago, there's that aspect of culture. Like, because every city has something that makes them unique. Like, what are I'm, you known for? Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to learning. Hopefully, that's incorporated. Like, what makes Chicago Chicago other than these negative things? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, point. I agree. Because, like, I I think we got a vision of these people, but we didn't necessarily get like a vision of the city yet. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of scenes, I guess, with like the public transportation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I agree. I'm excited to see like how Chicago becomes a character on the show. Mm-hmm. Pardon, just because the show has been drawing some comparisons to The Wire, yeah. which that would be a huge compliment that the first show Definitely. you sell is getting compared to The Wire. <laughs> but that's a show where Baltimore kind of became a character. Yeah. Um, and I think The Wire was maybe more interested in institutions, mm-hmm. whereas I think The Shy might even be more personal. It's like really specifically interested like in families that's and good. in people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe... Maybe that's why we don't feel the Chicago element as much because we're so focused on just the citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that develops. That being said, there was one character we got who wasn't necessarily in the the ingrained roots of the city, and that was this cop character who yeah. was played by Armando Riesco. I was going to say the only white guy in the show, but technically I think he's Latino, so... I don't even know if there's a single white guy in this show. There are. Which is like three of them. I watched. I I saw them. There's a couple. Two of them were like, two of them are the cops. Yeah. The cop and the cop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Armando, we're, he's, we're, we don't know about that one. He's Puerto Rican. I think he's Puerto Rican, yeah. yeah. Um, I also fell in love with this character. I loved his character. Yeah. I loved how he was superhuman Mm -hmm. in this day and age where cops don't necessarily have the best reputation. So for him to be so open and so like, you know what, this is an inner city kid. Yeah, you did some bad things, but deep down I know that you're still a good kid. Yeah. Here's my card. You know, I want to help if I can. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not like the way things go, but hey, I'm here to help. I loved it. I also saw with him uh, something that you don't see a lot with police officers in the fact that that aspect of neighborhood policing. Yes. He's very familiar with the people there and because he was like you know who runs that block like he's just mm-hmm. he knows the faces and the people there and yeah. I think maybe I don't know if she's trying to push that because I know that's not something that's always accepted or done um, but it seemed like because of that he was able to have a familiar or um, an impactful voice you mm-hmm. know what I mean he knew immediately to go to the father when um, his kid was shot or mm-hmm. the kid he raised was shot like that that takes familiarity with the neighborhood yeah. and, um, mm-hmm. so I think that is um very an important dialogue in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it would have been so easy for this show to paint any single authority figure as the villain. Yeah, um, because I think a lot of the stories we hear in the news are that, and yeah. I think a lot of people's perceptions of inner cities are that like enforcement is inherently bad. Um, and that is an important discussion to be had of mm-hmm. how is law enforcement negatively affecting the like socioeconomic structures of inner cities. Mm-hmm. But this show didn't do that. Like, and I think in its seeming goal to make every single moment surprising, it actually showed this detective character as a very kind of empathetic and, um, like committed enforcement, um, member of enforcement who wanted to make his community better and really deeply cared about the people in it. Yeah. So I'll be excited to see more of him. And there isn't a clear villain on this show. It's like the villain is poverty. Yeah. You know, Poverty and circumstance mm-hmm. and choices. Yep. 
Right? Yeah. It's all choices. Which is life in itself, too. It's, yeah. Who's the villain in life? Right. <laughs> it's the choices that you make. That's right. Good. And timing. It's good. Yeah. Um, I think we're all kind of dancing around tone because, like, I, I didn't know what to expect tonally going into this pilot. Yeah. I, mean, I like, didn't at all. I, I was shocked. I, I think I was shocked, like, two or three times in this pilot. Mm-hmm. At first, I felt, oh, this is, like, light and easy. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this show. It's great. Oh, whoa, wait, what happened? Oh, right. wait, wait. Okay, now, now not so light and easy. Mm-hmm. And towards the end... I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. I know. I, and I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Now I have to watch the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the next one. Yeah, I think, like, the show, maybe because I knew Lena Waithe as a comedy writer, I just expected it to be more stylized. But it was really almost documentary in the way the story was told. Um, and I do think, like, we had scenes that were funny. Like, this kid on the bike negotiating with the convenience yeah, store guy. Yeah. And a lot of stuff, a lot of moments that were really sweet. Like, I think that was, like, a very kind of sweet moment we saw. Of course, we see him feeding the dog. Mm -hmm. But then we see him steal from a dead guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that moment in itself is almost a perfect encapsulation of the show. It's like, these characters are complicated because we see them do something really good in this moment, but then something we can criticize one moment later. Which is human, though, right? Yeah. I think that we all can can relate to that in some form or shape where you think, oh, this is a great thing that I'm doing, but maybe someone's thinking that you're doing this and that's not so great either. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're human. We make mistakes. And and that was interesting in yeah. itself. It's just like, you know, in the neighborhood like that, how death is treated. It's like, he's mm-hmm. like a, I'm assuming, oh, he was 16. Yeah. And you know what I mean? He sees a dead body. Usually, if you see the dead body, he that's a big out. deal. Yeah, so um, that that is also another narrative there that's going to be interesting. Because um, it, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, however, when, um, what's the little kid, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Kevin witnesses the murder and he wants to run, but he freezes. Yeah. I thought that was a powerful moment too, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think in the moment, oh yeah, I would just get out of there, but fear is fear. Yeah. And I thought they portrayed that very well. Like, yeah, you probably might just freeze in that moment. And yeah. you know that there's so much more to that storyline as well mm-hmm. because of how this pilot ended, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So it's like... Yeah, and it never shifted into melodramatic territory. Like, it never felt too much like a soap opera. Mm, that's good. I think the scene that could have maybe, if it wasn't directed right or wasn't written well, the scene of the memorial service could have felt a little disingenuous or overly melodramatic. Mm. But with I the thought mom? It, um, not with the mom, the but speech. actually with the son giving oh, really? a speech okay. at his son's memorial. I think like if that was written poorly, it might have been. Just not didn't work as well as it did. I can see that, yeah. But I was just very moved by that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because sometimes when you, especially on movies, when you see eulogies, he, he's like already come that come to Jesus moment where yeah. you know how to say things perfectly, and he was very much still emotional and just hurt, stumbling over which his words, felt real, real, yeah. yeah, and looking over back at the body, yeah, and. Yeah, all of it. He delivered on that he scene. He really did. Yeah. The really anger. Good. And then you know how when you... I, I thought of my brother because when my brother is like irritated, mm-hmm. he does this thing with his fade where he goes like this with his hand. Oh, yeah. And it's like he'd have the brush. <laughs> and that's what he was doing. Yeah, he did. The, yeah, he did some pauses that were yeah. like, it just felt real. It was so yeah. real. That's I was good. like, oh my God, my brother does that all the time. <laughs> and then walking like, no, I'm not going to wherever I'm going after. And he's doing this. So I was like, oh yeah. That's <laughs> really good stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a specific line in that monologue where he was like, 
my brother was such a good man. He was 16 and he was still a virgin. Mm -hmm. And everyone laughed. And of course, that's what we talk about. Sometimes the show is funny. But he was immediately like, and it's really a shame that we're laughing at that. That we live in In a a world world where that's funny. And then it was like, whoa. Like, I just feel like the show had so many of those moments. Just really good. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys can't tell, I, I think we like the show. Yeah, yeah we, show. We, we don't we don't do this all the time. Yeah, we don't. Ever. I don't think that I've since I've been on the show have we all ever agreed that we've loved the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think yeah since you've been on, and no. I've got to say I didn't really have expectations, so I think I was taken aback by how much I liked the show. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think speaks a lot to how it's not only an original show, but an original show that's I think pretty outstanding. How well known is this show? I was wondering about that because I actually hadn't heard about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, but I will tell you that on the drive to work, I saw a, a billboard. Okay. Um, and it was just uh, Kevin's face and then the chai. The shy. Shay, the shy. The shy. <laughs> when I was, yeah, so the shy. Um, but that's all it said. Didn't say like where it was airing, when it was airing, nothing. So I. I remember seeing it now, but back then I was like, okay, well, whatever. I think that's something that we've started to notice with reviewing all these pilots is... Uh, Marketing is yeah. important. I think it's, it's gotten a lot more difficult because a lot less people watching TV. And there's a lot more shows. Yeah. I just think shows are becoming... As there are more shows, there are smaller audiences. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, a show like this is probably hard to sell because, mm-hmm. like, how do I get my mom to watch this show? What makes it so good? You know, it's... you. The only way to understand what makes the show as special as it is is by watching the by show. Watching it. It's not like it's like a pitch, like um, it's not like a um, you know, one of these like heightened network dramas where it's like like five men go back in time and have to save the world. You know, it's like yeah. this low concept show. So, yeah. But at the same time, I, I do think it's important that that you reach your audience. Yeah. So if your audience, like what they did here with YouTube, if mm-hmm. your audience is on YouTube, on Instagram, wherever they are, then you need to be there. And, you know, releasing it before the air date on YouTube, I think is genius. Yeah, I do I, I do think that they need to do more of that because that's how you're going to find your audience. It's a good point. I, yeah, because I'm trying to think of what have been would have been the pool other than if you loved her as a writer. I can't really think because there's no actor in there that makes you like, oh, I gotta watch. No, this. they're all new. Yeah, unless you're from Chicago. That's like, it. Yeah, so. yeah, you gotta go to your audience. That's you good. gotta go where they are. That's a good point. Common is an executive producer on the show, oh, which is interesting. I they should push that more that. for sure. I know. I'm surprised they're not yeah. because it's common. Like he's really probably the only name associated who is like someone my parents might know. Yeah. You know, I they mean, should do that, and they should. And he's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they should totally push the Chicago end of it. They should. Uh, I can be your marketing director if you like. <laughs> yes, I hope they do because nothing would crush me more. And Grant, we've only seen the pilot. Like, I hope the show maintains this quality, but nothing would bum me out more than watching this show not find its audience mm-hmm. because it's really good. It's so it's ten episodes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I can't not see it being amazing yeah. after yeah. the pilot because the pilot was amazing to me. Yeah. And I thought of you because one of the shows that we did, you were like, well, what makes a great pilot? Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I feel like this, wherever it goes, this is a great pilot. I agree. However, okay. I found it to be pretty that. flawless. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have really anything negative. I mean, it, we do score them. We could go ahead and score them now. Okay. Oh, it's always out of five we give our opinion. I have trouble not giving this pilot a five. Mm. I don't see a reason why it's not pretty perfect in the way it was presented to us mm. for what the show's trying to do and perform. I mean, like, I don't see why it's not a 
I'm trying Close to think of a weakness. Per- I know. <laughs> yeah, what's the weakness? Marketing. Marketing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I it's a to me, it's a five. That's good. I'm gonna say the same thing. I loved it. Yeah. I had to keep pausing just so that I would calm down for a minute. Yeah. So I'm gonna say a five too. Man, I don't want to give it a five, but I guess you know, I'm, <laughs> like, like I'm not going to hate on it. Four point you know? nine. Four point nine nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Normally, I give scores like that, and I have things I can point to, but. Yeah. I, I nothing. If I'm at a point two. where I can't think of something I didn't like about the show, then why not give it a five out of That's five? It. You know, even the music. Yeah, yeah. and the, we didn't talk about the editing, but it was so well edited. The, pace, the pacing was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, and there was no commercials, and I didn't, it still felt it yeah. felt like it ended right when it should have. Yep. Yeah. I just like yeah. Clearly, the music is like kind of in the DNA of the show, mm-hmm. and they would have these cuts where he's riding his bike, and it's like his bike goes like duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's matching with the music yeah. too, and it just had like kind of some swag to yeah, it. I absolutely. thought really cool. Um, do we? So this is our life or death segment when we talk about whether or not we think the show is going to make it. I I think a show this good will find enough of an audience and hopefully awards attention. To stick around at least for one more season. Yeah. What um, what day does it air? January seventh. This what Sunday. Day? This so Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. Sunday's a good day. I and think it's a good day for Showtime. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. I think yeah. it will do well. Yeah, I hope so. I definitely hope so. And yeah, I don't even have anything to add to that. I think a lot of it too is going to be word of mouth. Do you mm-hmm. remember when you? This is so random, but it's true. Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. when it first came out. Yeah. Some people were watching it, but it was like more like a cult following. Right. But then everyone started talking about it. Mm. I think that's what's going to happen with the show. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people don't necessarily know about it, but as they watch it and get caught into it like we did, we're going to be saying, oh, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it's going to go from there. I think that's sharp. I think Orange is the New Black is actually a pretty interesting comparison because mm-hmm. they're both shows about underdogs. Yep. Very, very likable underdogs. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's a very sharp observation. Um, we always ask if you guys think we should have an after show. Um, the good news is, I believe we are. Our producer in the booth would definitely know. There is going to be one because I saw the the post. Oh, perfect. We will definitely have a show. We're still working out um, what timing. It most likely will be Sunday or at either 7 or 8 p.m. Great. So if you liked the pilot as much like as we did, check out our after show panel. It's going to be Sunday nights. And they'll have a lot to say, certainly. Maybe one of us will be there, at least guesting, because obviously we're going to be watching the show. So. Yes. Um, it sounds like our after show will be on Sunday nights. Anything else that we thought specifically about the pilot of The Shy before we kind of make our way out, y'all? Um, I know we mentioned this uh, in passing, but uh, again, I think it's worth mentioning the present day comparison between Across of the Wire mm-hmm. and This Is Us. Yeah. Um, and just looking at, like you said, the underdog, um, the community in a being inner city, but with This Is Us, really just being about the personal nature and relationships. Yeah, I agree. And it's the inter, inter connection of the relationships. Yeah, I think that's really smart because a show like The Wire was obviously very interested in the experience of the inner city, but it was more of a show about institutions. Mm-hmm. So it would maybe be about the more about the law enforcement or the government. Or Whereas this show like This Is Us, is kind of about these disparate characters yep. coming together and, like, it's a very intimate yep. show. So I kind of, I, I can see that. The yep. Wire meets This Is Us. Yep. It seems like there's something obvious that I feel like is going to happen at some point is that we're going to get um, uh, a character who is part of the LGBT community and, yeah. like, seeing how that, how the neighborhood interacts with them. Like, yeah. it just seems like that would just make a lot of sense. So I'm I sure you will. Anticipate that as well. 
Yeah, that's a smart prediction, I think. Yeah. Any other predictions? We sometimes like to do this in the show. <laughs> Your After Buzz oh, TV predictions. This. Any lights? Oh, we got the quick one. I like the quick one. <laughs> yeah, the quick one's good. Prediction? Uh, uh, that was mine. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, I don't <laughs> think I have one. Yeah, it's like with the show like It this. just hit me. I was like, that's kind of like, she's the writer. It just makes a lot of sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, I I almost don't want to make predictions because I like that the show isn't super obsessed with plot. It's yeah. very interested in character. character, possibly some affairs. But they hinted at that. Yeah, which would be sad. But yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, I just want Brandon to do the right thing. So I know Brandon do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Speaking of, you can check out our coverage of Do the Right Thing. <laughs> On After Buzz TV. No, we did She's Gotta Have It. She's yeah, Gotta Have It. But as Spike Lee. You know, it's also Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, well, guys, this has been our coverage of Lena Waite's new show, The Shy, on Showtime. Um, for those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a show that reviews pilots. We review new pilots. We sometimes review old pilots if there's not new ones. But we focus on individual episodes of television. And we're here every week, Wednesday, at 9 p.m. Pacific. So we had a um, person joining us in the live chat today. But... If you want to join us in the live chat, you can do that, and we'll talk to you. Um, guys, this is After Buzz TV. We have other shows. We have other after shows. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes. If you like what you hear, give us a rating. Give us some feedback. Hop in the comments or tweet at us, which you can do at me, Jeffrey C. Graham, <laughs> which is my Twitter. <laughs> I feel like I've done a better job hosting, y'all. But oh, that's you're, okay. killing you're killing it. You're killing Thank it. you, guys. Um, but, yeah, I'm Jeff. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. And, of course, I have some brilliant co-panelists joining me as well. Uh, I'm D'Angelo. You can meet up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. I am Linda Entwee, all across social media. Linda is so girly. And Sam. Come Sam. back. We miss you, Come Sam. back, Sam. We miss you. I just don't like okay. being the minority. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is Steve Pellerby. beautiful. Yeah, Thank good. you. We'll be here next week at 9 p.m. with a new show. See you then. Deuces. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.